Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 164, Podcasting Pre-Flight Checklist. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning How-To Podcasting, where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. When you are about to podcast, and that is you're about to record your podcast, there are a bunch of things that you could do that could make that recording session turn into either a great recording session or a real pain and really mess up your recording. Several things that you could do to remove distractions, remove noise, and all of this and more is what I'm going to share with you today in a list of 20 main point items. Actually, the actual list contains probably closer to 50 items things for you to check as a pre-flight checklist. Now, in case you're not familiar, pre-flight is a term used in printing a lot, as well as other productions, but it comes from the idea of before you go on a flight, the pilot is in the cockpit with his co-pilot going through a pre-flight checklist to make sure, is this good? Is this good? Yes. Check, 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 check. All of that stuff that they're going through in preparation before they start flying to make sure nothing has been forgotten. Sometimes you may have this pre-flight checklist in your mind and that there's nothing wrong with that, but you may forget something along the way. So that's why I've put together this complete list, or I think it's a complete list, but I'd love to hear your feedback on what you would add to this and you can comment on the show notes for episode 164. But if you want to be able to download this list, either print it, use it in Evernote or anything like that, I'm going to do a little special thing right now where I will make this list available in a printable PDF format that's nicely formatted as well as an Evernote format and some different formats that you can use if you'll sign up for the mailing list at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 164. So sign up for that free email list and you'll get a copy of this that you can use or you could just print off the show notes if you wanted to because this full list will be in the show notes. You know that information will be there. So I'm not hiding it from you, just making it a little bit more convenient for you if you'd like to sign up for the free email newsletter. If you're already on the list, you'll still get this PDF pretty soon. So I've got 20 items for you, two main items to think about and check before you start recording. Number one, and some of these will seem painfully obvious, but this is still a good reminder because we've messed up. I've messed up on probably all of these points at one time or another. Number one, turn on all the equipment. It's so obvious, but sometimes we forget to do this. And this should be your first thing because some equipment will take some time to, in a sense, warm up or settle down from being turned on. For example, lights. If you're using compact fluorescent lights for your video or your live stream, they're great lights. They're low on energy usage, but they require some warm-up time. Depending on the quality of bulbs bulbs you're using, and what kind of bulbs and their color balance and all of this stuff, and the temperature, you may notice that when you first turn them on, you get not only less light from the bulbs, but you get a different color light, a different temperature. So if you turn them on just before you start recording, you may adjust your camera and your lighting and everything, but then 10 minutes later, 
your lighting is completely different because the bulbs have warmed up to that point. So make sure you turn your lights on early. Your cameras, other things that you should turn on early, your cameras, your mixer, your audio processor, your microphones, recorders, computers, and basically anything that has an on-off switch that you need to use in your podcasting workflow. Make sure that it's turned on. That's your number one step. Computers are also important or any kind of digital device that boots up needs to be turned on early because it may take it some time to boot up or when it boots up, it starts revving up and using all of the CPU processor power to launch all of these programs and all of these different apps that you have in the background and then it will settle down after that. So that's number one. Make sure all of your equipment is turned on. Number two, verify the equipment settings. Not just the knobs and buttons and dials, but check things like your battery levels, your available storage space on your devices. I had an issue recently where I was doing a screen recording session and I didn't verify that I had very much free space on my computer because I was in the middle of a very large online backup. I just recorded a massive screencast before and it turned out that I only had 500 megabytes of free space on my computer and I needed to do an hour-long screencast and using ScreenFlow at the resolution that I record on my computer, which is 720p, then I didn't have enough space because that video file needed to be about one and a half or two gigabytes. So what happened is while I'm recording, then the recorder just shut down or it corrupted the recording completely. I I lost my recording because I didn't verify that I had enough storage space. I've also had issues before where batteries have died on equipment, equipment that I didn't realize was on its battery power, like my Zoom H4n is always plugged into external power, but the plug, I'd either not remember to plug it back in to the external power, or the plug, by moving it around so much, the plug might have a little bit of a weak connection now, but it was running on battery power, and while we're recording, at some point, it just shut off because the batteries in it died. And I could have avoided that if I'd looked, checked the battery levels when I started, and I would have even realized that, oh, this is actually using batteries. It shouldn't be using batteries. So I could have then verified the equipment settings by just checking that. Also check things though, like your volume levels. You don't have to check every single knob on your mixer. There are certain things you don't have to that you may never touch again on your mixer, like your gain or your equalization settings. So you may not have to check all of those precisely, but some of your other settings you would want to check, like your main faders or your mix minus configuration that's on your mixer. And that's a whole other thing to check is your mix minus configuration. I'll mention that more in a moment. But one of the things that I've realized often happens with my own mixer is when I have to reach back to turn on my mixer, sometimes my sleeve will bump the volume sliders, the main faders for the mixer, and that will change my volume output. Or something else on my desk might bump it, or some papers, or if I'm putting my iPad down without looking, I might bump the volume knobs. So just double check these things. Just glance at them, make sure they're at the right setting or they look familiar. You could consider marking on your mixer with tape or paper or something where these sliders should be generally. But also double check your mix minus configuration. The main thing to check here 
maybe not the cables unless you move cables around, but do check that your auxiliary out and FX out settings are correct for all of your channels. What often happens for me is depending on the way that I'm podcasting at the moment, I have two separate channels on my mixer that sometimes I use the auxiliary out, so I turn it up. Sometimes I don't. If I'm doing a Skype mixed minus, I may want to turn it down, or it depends on how I have my Skype mixed minus configured. So double check these settings. Also double check all of your connected cables. Are they connected to the right places? Especially if you start doing anything complicated and you have to switch stuff in different situations, like you're used to recording in studio guests, but then you need to record someone over Skype with a mix minus, well, make sure every cable is going where it should be going. Something that can really help with this is a label maker. And I just got one recently. Uh, It was awesome to see that someone in my church was giving away a label maker. So I, I picked it up and I'm excited to start labeling different things on my mixer. So it will be a lot easier for me to remember where does this stuff go and what plugs should be plugged in where. Also check your inputs and outputs on all of your devices and your software too. Like in software, you can select, if you have multiple input and output devices on your computer, you can select those in your software and in your system-wide settings. So verify that those are all set as well as your hardware stuff that maybe your mixer, make sure that things are going to the right output channels and using the right input channels. And if you're working with a focus Uh, or with a camera, make sure that the focus is right on this camera. I have had to do so many retakes before where I thought I had an excellent video, but the focus on the video was horrible. So I had to scrap the great dialogue that I had and redo it in my video just because the camera focus was off. I didn't double check it. So verify all of these things. That's number two, verify equipment, equipment settings. Number three, Place your recorder or recorders in standby. If you're using an external digital audio recorder or a video camera or your computer to record or whatever you're using to record, even like an iOS device or an Android device, something, whatever it is that's recording, put it in standby and put it in standby early. That way, as you keep going through your process of checking these other things through this pre-flight checklist, you may be able to see and run across that, yes, this is ready to record. All I need to do is just press one more button when this is ready to record. And pressing that button will be the last thing that we do, very intentionally be the last thing. But do set it to standby mode. If it has a standby mode, put it in that mode very early on. That's number three, place recorders in standby. Number four, Load your necessary programs. This could be your soundboard program, Skype or some other calling software, recording software, live streaming software, chat room software, or a web page that's open to your chat room, your show notes or show notes software, your web browser, any kind of program that you need ahead of time, make sure that that's loaded. It'd be horrible if you're doing a podcast and realize you quickly want to look something up while you're podcasting, and then you have to launch your web browser. And that could take time, especially if you have a bunch of tabs open, then it will take time for all of those tabs to load before you can then visit that page to check that resource that you quickly need. And that 
Loading can also mean excessive CPU usage, which makes your computer get a lot noisier. So I do recommend have a web browser loaded at all times when you're recording so that you have that quick reference in case you need it. I don't recommend that you do something like, oh, let me pause and look at this. Okay, I check this, I'm back. Don't do anything like that. If you need to pause, just pause, then look up what you need to look up, then come back and resume. Or if you're good at this, or if you're in a co-host situation, you can look up the information while you're podcasting, as long as it um, doesn't uh, make you uh, a little a little distracted while you're recording. And that's an example of what happens. So that's number four, load your necessary programs. Number five, turn off home noisemakers. This could be your heater, your air conditioner, fans, a dishwasher, a humidifier, music somewhere else in the house, a television set. Even if it's just on, it might be generating some noise or some electronic interference. Any kind of noisy furniture that you have, like your chair, your desk, anything like that, doors that may open and close, make sure all of these are turned off and silenced. It could even be your mouse. And I do recommend try to avoid using an external mouse while you're recording because you don't want to get that clicking in your recording. Or if you have a mouse with a scroll wheel on it, like just about every mouse has, you have the option on some mice to turn off the scrolling. So instead of hearing the scratching sound with the scroll wheel, you might be able to press a button and you get a smooth scroll wheel, which can make things a lot more silent. Or just use your touchpad. A touchpad can be really silent because you don't have that click. It would just be a slight tap, which won't even make it into your recording. But also look for anything else you have that might generate noise on your recording. One of the things that I do with my home ventilation system is I have been trying to train my system with a certain thermostat that I have to automatically set itself as away during my recording times. So that way the heater is not running. Depending on your house, this may not be an issue or you may not have the freedom to control this, but try to see if you can to set the heater or air conditioner to away and turn off all of these noise-making things. I do notice a big difference between when my heater is running and when it's not running, even though my microphone is pointed away from the heater vent, it's just another noisemaker in the room that I want to try and avoid. So watch for all of these things, any kinds of appliances in your house, microwaves or or anything running that could be creating noise or electronic interference with your recording and turn these things off. So that's number five, turn off home noisemakers. Number six, take care of pets. If you have pets, they have the big potential of making some noise and interrupting your recording or distracting you. So something to do is if your pets have toys, take away their noisy toys so you don't hear squeak, squeak, squeak in the background somewhere in the house. If they have a collar with some dog tags on it and as they move around, those dog tags jingle a little bit, take off the noisy collar. And if you can... Either pin your pet somewhere away from your studio in a separate room of the house or outside or something like that, just as far away from your microphone as possible. Or if they stay in your studio, which may be the preferred choice, make sure that you can control them in some way. I have a little dog that you may have heard sometimes before in past recordings before I thought of the idea of I should take her collar off. But 
she will sometimes sit at my feet while I'm recording in this little pouch that I have during winter times in the blanket that I wear. And yes, my studio is pretty cold. So I often am wrapped up in a blanket while I'm recording. I'm wrapped up in a blanket right now. It's pretty cozy. You could wrap up with yourself with a blanket right now and feel cozy too as we talk about podcasting. Just don't do that while you're driving. But my dog will often sit at my feet. And when she hears something, she has the potential to bark. But what I can do is I can just very gently hold her in place with my feet to keep her from running to investigate some noise or something and keep her from barking. So in some way, I'm able to control her because she's in the studio. But if she's not in the studio, she could be somewhere else in the house and the mail truck drives by and then she starts to bark. That can make it into the recording. So take care of your pets so that they don't become a distraction for your recording. That's number six. Number seven, very similar, but not quite, Occupy your children with something. A similar point with them is take away any kinds of noisy toys, whatever toys, <laughs> take away noisy toys, whatever kind of toys that they have could be a distraction. Or if they're in a completely separate room, then it might not be a problem at all. But with your children, if this is part of your business, a regular part of your life to podcast, encourage quiet activities with them. Be a parent here. And I'm not seeing a parent, but be a space parent to your children and encourage them to work with you. Be uh, working together on this so that they know there are certain quiet activities they need to do during this time. You could entice them with this by they get to do a certain activity only while you're recording. For example, maybe it is they get to watch one of their favorite movies with headphones only while you're recording your podcast. And that's a way that you can get them to be quiet for you. And yet it's something that you're not just telling them, go to your room and be quiet and don't make a noise until I come let you out again. No, you don't want to like punish them and send them to prison, but work with them and they'll look forward to this too. A little side note, this is a great strategy to help you and to help all of us to make good habits is if we can make those habits somehow rewarding. Like maybe you can only listen to a certain podcast that you really enjoy while you're exercising and you're not allowed to listen to that podcast or audiobook or music even unless you're exercising. So that becomes an inspiration to you to exercise because you start getting excited and thinking, I really want to listen to this. So I need to exercise right now so I can listen to it. Your children might be the same way that they'll look forward to those times when dad or mom is, or maybe older brother or sister is going to record an episode because that means they get to do something that they don't normally get to do. But you could even schedule your recording times during naps or after bedtime. A lot of parents will do this where instead of trying to get their kids to be quiet during a certain time of the day, they will instead just wait until those times of the day when the kids will naturally be quiet. Commonly, this will be after bedtime. They'll use those evening hours or early morning hours in order to record their episodes, and they don't have to then try to struggle with the noise level in their house. So that's number seven. Occupy your children with something. Number eight, close your doors and windows, especially your windows, because anything outside could happen. It could be a truck drives by, a motorcycle, 
something else could happen in your house, as much as possible, close your doors and close your windows so that you reduce the chance of these noises. Now, if something happens, even with the window closed, I will hear a truck drive by outside or lawnmowers going on outside. And if it's a lawnmower, I try to schedule around it or just wait until they finish before I record. But often the outdoor noises aren't loud enough to make it into your recorder. So unless you have a window open, you may not need to apologize. And I recommend don't apologize for background noise that may happen outside that you can't control at all unless it's something that you do want to draw attention to. Maybe you hear a siren and you want to draw attention to that in your podcast recording. If you are recording a video podcast, you may also want to close your blinds as you're doing your video because your blinds could affect your lighting or maybe you're using the outside lighting as part of your video to enhance the video. But it is something else to consider depending on which way you do it that you may want to close your blinds or window shades, curtains, anything like that. That's number eight, close doors and windows. Number nine, prepare your space. Look at your desk and Right now, if you look at it, I'm going to take a guess that most of you out there are thinking, oh, I need to clean this desk. And I'm one of you. I'm looking over at a certain portion of my desk that I need to clean. Try to clear your desk. It will help free your mind in different areas because not only will you not be thinking, I need to clean this desk, but it's also a little bit more relaxing because you will not feel as as crowded with the clutter that's on your desk. It's a subtle thing, but it does help us a lot when your workspace is very clean and not cluttered, when you can see your surfaces. I'm not saying that you have to wipe everything off and dust it perfectly unless that kind of thing bothers you, but do make sure that it's clear as much as possible. And this can work great for video stuff too. So a second point to this is also check your background. If you're doing video, make sure that whatever is in the background is okay to be in the background. Is there a sign that you don't want in the background, a picture of someone in the background? Is there maybe an envelope with your home address on it sitting somewhere in the background that's visible? Check these things. Make sure that the video background is okay. Also position any kind of props or equipment that you'll need for your podcast. Whenever I do a co-host show, like our Clean Comedy podcast or our Once Upon a Time podcast, I move a 24-inch monitor from in front of me to off to the side so that I can see my co-host sitting across the desk from me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to see them at all because of this monitor blocking the view. So I push that out of the way, and it also works as something I can put stuff up on the screen that they can see, like a timer or a uh, any kind of video that we need to see for the show. So prepare that kind of stuff, or if you're doing a video and you have some kind of props, get these into place and make sure that your space looks good. Looking at some of the more metaphorical space, arrange the windows on your computer or programs on your tablet, whatever it is that you need, your separate resources. Arrange these so you can get to them very quickly. What I suggest is if you use a browser with many different tabs and you like opening tabs, 
Start a new window and put your podcast relevant tabs in that window. It's very easy. You just drag your tabs across to that window. That way, when you're looking for your separate resources, you don't have to dig through a dozen other completely irrelevant tabs. The only tabs that you have visibly open are the ones you need, and the other window can be minimized so that you see only what you actually need. If you're working with paper for notes, make sure you have all of those papers, pictures, whatever it is, arranged on your space so you can see them very easily and you don't have to shuffle them around unless you want to be like Rush Limbaugh and audibly shuffle papers around in your formerly nicotine-stained hands. But this is number nine, prepare your space. Number 10, turn off any kind of GSM phones. This is very important because GSM phones, and this will probably become a decreasing problem in the future, but many kinds of wireless phones out there use a particular band range that will create some interference in your recording. You might have heard this before as a in your recording. Well, that's often caused by GSM phones, like phones that use providers such as Sprint and AT&T and certain other providers as well. So put these things in either airplane mode or turn them completely off. You may want to consider no matter what kind of phone that you use, turn it to airplane mode so that it's not receiving any kind of signal at all. So that way there's no chance whatsoever for interference. If you need your device to be on, and this goes into number 11, if you need your device to be on or it is a device that doesn't have an airplane mode, consider switching it to a do not disturb mode. On iPhone, for example, I can very quickly switch my iPhone to do not disturb inside of OS iOS 7. And what that does is it silences all notifications because when I put my iPhone down on my desk, it has this hard plastic shell to it. And if I get a notification from that phone, it buzzes very loudly, even more loudly than if the phone by itself was sitting on the desk. And encourage your co-host to do this too. Put their phones on do not disturb, silent mode, or even airplane mode so that none of these sounds will make it into the recording, no matter where they have their phone. That's number 10, turn off your phones or put them in airplane mode. And number 11, switch mobile devices to do not disturb. Number 12, silence any kind of computer sounds. You might have a chat room open that makes bleeps and bloops. It might be your Skype software. When someone comes on, it makes a little noise. It might be mail notifications, anything like that. Try to turn off as many of these or all of these so that none of them make it into your recording, especially If you connect your mixer to your computer so that your mixer receives whatever sounds your computer makes, if you're not recording any kind of audio from your computer, this may not be a problem because you could just mute your computer or turn off the speakers, and then that means whatever sound your computer makes won't make it into the recording at all. Do this same thing with any kind of device around you that could potentially make noise. Alarm clocks, watches... Any kind of notifications, even your doorbell, if possible, or put a sign on your doorbell that says recording in pod recording in progress. Please leave packages or please don't knock or anything like that. That's number 12. Silence computer sounds. Number 13. Shut down unnecessary programs. 
the one and only time that recording into my computer resulted in a corrupted file was because I did not shut down an unnecessary program. I was using an old computer, running a new operating system, and running a pretty processor-intense program. And that was a virtual uh, VNC client software controlling another computer. So what happened is the first 12 minutes of my recording or so were completely corrupted. I had to completely redo that because I didn't shut down an unnecessary program. So shut those down. It could be extra notification programs. It could be your backup software. It could be your remote desktop software. Anything that is unnecessary for what you are doing in this process, shut that down. Because any one of these not only have the potential of making noise, but they also have the potential of eating up internet bandwidth, like an online backup or Dropbox or anything like that that synchronizes. And they could eat up CPU and memory resources and make your computer get either slower or noisy. So shut down any unnecessary programs. Number 13. Number 14, care for your body. (laughs) And some of these may seem a bit too practical, but these are important. Use the restroom before you record because you don't want to have that tense feeling of you've really got to use the restroom, but you don't want to stop recording. You don't want to be in that place because that can affect you. If you feel your body saying you need to use the restroom right now and you press through that, that's a distraction to you and it will hinder your ability to communicate effectively. Encourage your co-host to do this. And in fact, maybe even encourage everyone else in your house to do the same thing. And the reason why this matters is that your home plumbing may make noise that makes its way into your recording. So there might be a toilet right on the other side of the wall from where you're recording, or there may be pipes that run really close to where you're recording. So when someone elsewhere in the house flushes the toilet, there might be this sound right next to you, even though the toilet's somewhere else in the house. I was even in a house once where if a particular toilet on the upper story was flushed, then a toilet on the lower level made this really weird noise. It was kind of creepy, but it was some kind of little plumbing issue that they had. So try to, if you can't fix these problems or don't want to fix them right at this moment, make sure that everyone has used the restroom that needs to and that there won't be any toilet flushing or water draining or anything like that while you're recording. Speaking of water, drink a full glass of room temperature water before you record. And I do recommend a full glass because not only is it healthy and we could, I think all of us could use more water in our day, but the water will hydrate you and ensure that you don't get a lot of lip smacking noises as you're talking and getting into your recording because you will be fully hydrated. After you've finished that full glass of room temperature water, pour another glass of room temperature water so that you could, at a very discreet time, take a sip of your water. But if you have to do it in a solo podcast, don't have something like this happen. Okay, hold on while I take a glass of drink of water. Okay, and so what I was saying, no, don't do that. Just pause your recording, take your drink, and continue on. 
But do have a glass of water with you so that you can take drinks at discrete moments, especially when you have a co-host. Take frequent drinks while you're recording. If you have this opportunity to drink while you're recording without having to pause, then make it a goal for you to finish that glass of water while you're recording. This will keep you hydrated and it keeps you lubricated too, so that as you are speaking, you're not making a lot of mouth noises. Also, clear your throat and your sinuses before you record. If you're struggling with a cold or just flu season or uh, allergy season, anything like that, try to prevent any of these noises from coming into your recording. Your coughs, your sniffles, anything like this, having to blow your nose while you're recording. Take care of this as much as possible before you record. I don't always recommend nasal rinses or the uh, the nasal sprays or stuff like that, but you may want to have some of this on hand to use just before you record so that you can be clear while you record and then afterward take care of these issues in more natural ways because you don't want that recording or that sound in your recording. Also put on lip balm like ChapStick or some other product like that and do be careful which product you get. Complete side note here. Some kinds of lip balm actually have ingredients that make your lips dry out more, like menthol. If it has menthol in it, which is common in certain kinds of lip balm, then that dries your lips out more than if you didn't use it in the first place. So be very careful with these things. Lifehacker has an article on this, and in fact, I will link to that article in the show notes for this episode in episode 164. So Check that and you'll be able to see what those ingredients are and some of the different brands of lip balm that you should or shouldn't get. But this keeps your lips nice and moist and keeps them from making extra noise. Also, adjust your clothing. This could be for multiple reasons. If you're doing a video podcast, then you want to make sure that your clothing looks good. Everything is aligned the way it should be. Your collar, for example, isn't flipped up on one side and down on the other side and looking weird. Your shirt is lined correctly. Your buttons are buttoned where they should be. All of that stuff. Check that. But also, depending on the clothing you're wearing, it could be really noisy clothing. So adjust this before you start. If you're cold, Put on a jacket or a scarf or a robe or a blanket before you start recording so you don't have that noise while you're recording. Maybe even consider changing your clothing if you have some noisy clothing. I have certain shirts that I will never wear while I'm podcasting, certainly never when I'm doing video, because they are so noisy. So watch out for these things and adjust your clothing beforehand. If you're doing video or live streaming, fix your hair. Check to make sure that it looks okay because you don't want that situation where afterward you see that, oh, that just looked disgusting. I know guys probably don't care about this very much. This is where you could ask your mother, your wife, your sister, someone else, maybe even just your friend with you just to say, hey, do I look cool? Okay, yeah. You could even, if you just feel like doing it, do the Fonz thing. Just look in the mirror, go, yeah, or hey, yeah. If you wear makeup for your recording, and this may be speaking primarily to the ladies, but it could also be to the guys, retouch your makeup if you need to before you start recording. Guys, something else to do, and anyone, if you don't wear makeup, 
something else to do is wipe your face with a clean cloth to get the oil off of your face. This can prevent you from having to wear makeup in the first place, but it will also look a lot nicer so you're not glistening from all of these lights that are nearby. My wife frequently reminds me of this, and when she sees I'm doing a video, she'll come down and write in big letters somewhere for me, wipe your face, as a reminder for me to wipe the oil off my face. And that way I'm cleaner and not so shiny in my videos. Also try some mouth exercises as part of caring for your body before you record. This could be some silly stuff like just... Or it could be trying to go through some tongue twisters. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers or rubber baby butter bottoms or whatever that phrase is. And just anything like this that gets your mouth moving so that you are prepared, your mouth is in gear. It's kind of like warming up your mouth to speak. Try some of these things so that you're taking care of your body before you start recording, because we want you to live through this, and we want this to be your best presentation. And your body can either help or hinder that. So that's number 14, care for your body. Number 15, review your notes. How will you open your show? How will you close your show? Do you know what it is that you want to share? Do you know what you want people to take away from your content? Even if your notes are nothing other than a single, not even a complete sentence, but just something you want to talk about, make sure that you review that note or collection of notes so that you know where you're going to go with this. Even if you have an outline or a script, Read this ahead of time so that you'll know how to make those transitions, you'll know what's coming, and you may be able to revise some things along the way and present a better uh, communication because you've reviewed your notes ahead of time. That's number 15, reviewing your notes. Number 16, prepare resources. If you have any kind of audio or video clips, cue these up so that they're ready to play. You don't have to have a sound cart or soundboard app, but you could just be playing them from the web pages or from the YouTube videos or whatever it is. Make sure that you're doing this legally, but have these things queued up so that they're ready to go and you don't have to go around and try to find them somewhere on your page, but that you can just play them and they're good. If you're doing any kind of YouTube videos or playing multimedia from anywhere else, make sure that you have skipped any kind of ads that might load because it can be really embarrassing when you want to play a YouTube video and then the first thing that comes up is a 15 second ad and then you have to skip the ad or then mark this as a place to edit later on. Skip that ahead of time so that your audio and video is completely queued up. If you need any kind of web pages as a reference, load these ahead of time. Don't try and type them while you're speaking. Don't load them later. Yes, there will be those moments where something comes to you while you're speaking that you'll suddenly remember. Like what I said earlier about the life hacker note, that wasn't actually in my notes originally. It just suddenly came to me that, oh yeah, there was this article on life hacker. So I quickly typed while I was speaking, I typed a little note in my show notes so I can go back and add the URL in there. I'm not going to try and find that URL right now. But if I wanted to talk more detail on that point, then I should have that web page open as much as possible before I start recording. 
Also, open any feedback messages that you've received, whether audio, video, voice, anything like that. Have those open and ready. These could be in separate tabs or whatever program you use for playing your sound or video. Have this ready so that you can read this, even if it means printing it off on paper to be able to read. Have that ready and prepared for you. If you're doing any kind of live streaming show, then make sure that your embedded player is on the page or that your player is ready to work and it's updated. Maybe even start your live stream now before you're ready to start recording. That way it's up running and you have some time to diagnose any problems that are going on with it. Number 17, test everything. All of these steps in the process and anything else that you think of with your particular workflow, make sure that you test it. There can be so many instances where if you just tested something, then you could have figured out how to fix a problem or what workaround you needed. Test everything, even if it means pressing record, doing a one-minute test, and then checking it in your software afterward. Make sure everything is working, tested, verified, problem solved as much as possible. That's number 17. Test everything. Number 18, start recording. Now this isn't start podcasting, but it is start the recording. This is to make sure that you start it. And it's, this is one of the last steps in the process intentionally because starting the recording should be one of the last things that you do. But start the recording so that you have a little bit of extra space to be able to talk, to break the ice, to, and I'll mention that more in a moment, but make sure that it's recording. You have time to synchronize everything, maybe with a clap, and make sure that all of your recorders are going. So this could be your video camera, your external audio recorder, your live streaming software, any kind of software recorder that you use, or your co-hosts, if they're handling recording in any particular way, whether on their own devices Or if you're doing a double ender with someone at a remote location, make sure that they've started their recording too. You don't have to try and start every recording at the exact same second, but do have a synchronization moment. Like it could be as simple as a clap where you just have a clap. It doesn't have to be really loud or three claps or anything like that, but just some definite point where you can synchronize them all to that point. Start that recording and start this just before you start talking into the microphone so that way you can make sure that you are ready to go. Number 19, break the ice. If you're working with a co-host and even if you're by yourself, you may have this moment where you need to break the ice a little bit. There may be some tension, some nervousness. You may just have not spoken for the last three hours. If you're doing a solo show, you may not have said a single word out loud and it the first time you open your mouth is saying, welcome to the podcast, and it comes out as the podcast. Do some ice breaking beforehand. This can also help if you have a guest or a co-host that while you're recording, yes, you are getting some of this. So if any kind of gold is brought out from this conversation, you might be able to use that in a little bit. But this gives you that opportunity to have some of the small talk that doesn't need to be in the recording, but that makes both of you a little bit more comfortable. And it gives you 
something else to even continue working with as you're testing things and checking volume levels. So you can ask someone, well, tell me about one of your latest projects that you're working on. And while they're talking, you can be checking your volume levels, double checking settings on your mixer, making sure the audio is coming through and the video is coming through everywhere that it needs to be while they're talking. And you can ask some questions. And along the way, you may discover some awesome thing that you want to bring out again in the recording and you can say oh wow i'm so glad you said that because i didn't know that before but i'd love to bring this out later on in the recording or maybe you just decide what they just said is so great that it belongs in the recording so you ask for their permission to do that since you haven't told them officially okay we're starting right now and along with number 20 you may if you have a timer this is the good moment to start the timer Because number 20 is present. So you've gone through this entire checklist of everything that you need before you start podcasting. Number 20 is start, present right now. You've got the recorder going, you've verified everything, you've tested everything, you've broken the ice, everything is good. Now it's time for you to present that content and present it with that passion. And the reason I say start your timer now is because if you have that timer visible, you want it to be indicating how much content you've been sharing. So this may not be your recording timer. That could be 10 minutes or five minutes off. You may think, oh, wow, this is a one hour long episode. We really need to shut this down right now when really you started the recorder 15 minutes early and you still have 15 more minutes before you hit that one hour mark. So make sure that you start the timer right when you start recording. And if that timer is visible to others, they'll know too. So they don't have to try and do mental math while you're recording. So this list is available on the show notes page over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 164. And if you'd like this list in a more convenient way for printing out and checking things off or even using an Evernote or other ways of being able to check this off before you do each episode that you record, then please sign up for my email newsletter and you'll receive this PDF and these different formats absolutely free over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 164. Or you're welcome to just print off the show notes and tick them off yourself each time as you're going through. But I'd love your thoughts on what other steps are there along the way that you need to do in your workflow to help ensure a good podcast. What are your pre-flight checklist items? Now, I mentioned workflow just now because this is just one small step in podcasting workflow. In the next episode of the Audacity Podcast, number 165, I'll be talking about proven podcasting workflows and also share a bit about what my workflow is as I start from nothing to a published podcast episode and what are all of the steps in between and what steps I think you should be taking in your podcasting workflow. So that will be the next episode. I'd love your feedback and suggestions for that ahead of time or feedback for any kind of future episode of the Audacity to Podcast. You can email feedback at the Audacity to Podcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. Or you can also go to theaudacitypodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message right through the website. And please comment on the show notes for this episode to let me know what you think of this pre-flight checklist by going to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 164. 
Noodle Mix Network is growing, and I'm really inspired by some awesome ways that this year, here it comes, here it comes, wait for it, I want to take it to the next level. I really just couldn't come up with a better phrase at that time, but I want to make Noodle Mix Network much better this year, and so I am announcing right now, I'm looking for more podcasts to join the network. There are certain requirements. Chief among them is a commitment to consistency, a commitment to be able to use the clean tag in iTunes, an existing audience, existing content, and I'm looking for success-focused content primarily. I've got a lot of stuff under think on the network, but I want more stuff under succeed since the network tagline is think, laugh, and succeed. But I do want to highlight a special podcast that just launched on the network and they even produced a promo for it. So I want to give Wayne and Troy the credit with this promo of a new podcast on Noodle Mix Network. In the heart of the Midwest, a mystery is brewing. I want you to explain to me why a federal agency issue a report for a boy who died 32 years ago. In the heart of a family, faith is being tested. The DNA test came back. Jacob is your son, Mr. Lex. In the heart of the listeners, questions will rise. Did I die? Did we all die? Noodle Mix Network, in partnership with MediaVoiceOvers.com, proudly present the one podcast that will get to the heart of what it truly means to be alive. Join Wayne Henderson and Troy Heinrichs for Resurrection Revealed. Watch ABC's Resurrection, then subscribe to get to the heart of each episode. Follow on Twitter at ResurrectionPod and listen all season at ResurrectionRevealed.com. So please welcome Wayne and Troy with their second podcast on Noodle Mix Network and subscribe to it. Even if you don't watch the show that much, listen to an episode and please write a review for them. We'd really love to have some reviews and some extra promotion in iTunes. So you can get that at resurrectionrevealed.com. And if you're interested in potentially joining Noodle Mix Network, then email this address, Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, at Noodle dot mx email that address if you're interested and explain to me why you think you should be in the network how you think you fit in and some of this other stuff like audience size does matter in this case so please share some of that information with me as well don't tell me monthly downloads tell me per episode downloads but i am looking for great new content to bring into the network because i'm really excited about some new ideas of where to go with noodle mix network in the future and in the very near future and excited with how we can help each other succeed and help our audience with great new content as well. Again, get the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 164. And let me know what some of the other pre-flight checklist items are that you do to ensure a great podcast recording. And also share with me your podcast workflow ideas that are part of how you ensure a great recording from nothing to a completed, published, and publicized episode. That'll be in the next episode of the Audacity Podcast, number 165. Send me your feedback to feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com. Let me know if you'd like help with launching or improving your podcast because I provide one-on-one consulting, podcast masterclass in May, and much more. Please follow me on Twitter at TheRamenNoodle. And now that I've given you some of the guts 
and taught you some of the tools. It's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed like our new Resurrection Reveal podcast at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here, and it's all family-friendly too, which is wonderful. Check it out at techpodcasts.com.